today's daf is Sota daf Mem Gimel. We left off from the bottom daf Mem Beis Amid Beis, three lines from the bottom of the page. So we're going to finish up that little piece before the two dots, and then we're going to discuss today the lineage of Pinchas, where Pinchas came from, and why it is that he did what he did, what his motivator might have uh, might have been. And then the Mishnah on the Mem Gimel Amid Aleph, we're going to talk about the details of the three people who returned from the battlefront, because the Koyim Meshach Muhammad tells them that if you built a bias, you married a woman, you planted a kerem, those three categories of people, we're going to discuss many of the details, what counts as a bias, what counts as a kerem, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, various details of those three people who uh, returned, then the Gemara is going to talk about the roles of the Kohen and the Shota, respectively, in making the announcements, because if you read the Pesukim, it talks about a Kohen speaking, prior to going out to Muhammad, it also talks about the Shoter, the Shotrim speaking prior to going out to Muhammad. So which parts are said by the Kohen, which are said by the Shotrim. Then the Gemara is going to spend some time on the bottom of Ahmed Aleph, talking about what counts as a house, as far as Bona Bayis is concerned. Then on Ahmed Bayis, we're going to talk about which plants are called Nata Kerem, what counts as a plant for Nata Kerem that a person returns to Muhammad, and that's going to lead us into a conversation about which which trees are chayiv in orla? What a person has to plant, or what types of planting have to be done in order for the uh, first three years to be asr ba'na? And then the daf is going to conclude with three different statements of Rav Dimiyam, Rav Yochanan, Mishum Yaakov, and four different statements of Gzeros Midrabanan that are made by Rabbi Yitzchak, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Yaakov. So let us begin three lines from the bottom of the page: Mem Beis, Amud Beis. Daga believe ish. The Gemara says that we have a pasuk that teaches us in Mishlei da'aga believe ish. If a person has worry in his heart, yashchena. That it says yashchena. What does that mean? Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Chad Amar yashchena midaito. He should try to remove it from his mind. Just don't focus on it. Think about other things. That the best way to deal with it, to get to get it out of his mind, is by uh, or to comfort himself, is by telling it to other people. That if a person has some worry, a person has something that's bothering him, he should share it with other people. The Ral Bag on that pasuk in Mishlei says that when a person has daga, a person has to try to uh, to to get rid of it because there's no toelis in daga. For a person to walk around depressed is very bad, and uh, it's going to cause him to go out of his mind, and it's not he's not going to be able to be over Hashem properly if he has Daga, he says Gama Dagalinasid, he built a person shouldn't worry too much about the future because that's what Bitachan is for. We have to trust that Kodesh Baruch Hu has a plan for us in the in the future. And the best way to get rid of the Daga is Kashar Alibo Dovertov Yisma Chadaga. That if a person thinks about something positive, this is what they call today positive psychology. Person has to always think about positive things. Thinks about then he's going to be happier in general, a happier person Person makes for a more productive person. But why is it al derech, uh, you know, hamus, or why is it that telling it to other people helps? So in the Sefer Igra de Pirka says that uh, that in general, Akrosh Baruch Hu is always very just and very fair in the way that he meets that punishment. So no one is going to deserve any trouble in his life if no one is going to receive any trouble in his life if he doesn't in some way deserve it. So a person is su- suffering, he may he may realize that he's deserving of onesh on some level. But does that mean that all of his friends and family are necessarily deserving of Onesh, so the more he shares his trouble with them, the more they're going to suffer along with him. So HaKadosh Baruch is not going to do an evil sadin like that to make them suffer if they don't really deserve 
to uh, to to suffer along along with him. So that's maybe the the idea of Yisachem to spread it around as much as possible. In that way, Hakadosh Baruch Hu may take away the the cause for the worry, meaning that it's not so much a psychological issue. It's that there, he has reason to worry, and there's some sort of onus that he's suffering. So by sharing with others, that he's uh, that, that that maybe Hakadosh Baruch Hu will cause him to suffer a little bit less. So the, the Mishnah had said that the Koyim Meshach Muhammad tells us that even though our enemies come they come relying on the likes of Goliath we come relying on a Kodesh Baruch we're different what's, uh, what, why, why to this, this extent so what does that mean says Rashi why don't we just say Hashem Elokeichem Imachem that Hashem is with you? Why is it Hashem Elokeichem Haholech Imachem that Hashem is actually going with us? What does it mean Hashem is going with us? Hashem is always with us. Hashem is everywhere. What does it mean Holech Imachem? Because the Shem Hashem and all the Kinuim of the Shem Hashem are all in the uh, the Aron and the Aron actually goes out with us. Tulsus points out over here that there were Beis Aronos. Yudim and Lakish Omer Beis Aronos Hayyimahem Zeshayotzi Iman LeMelchama Hayyibol Shivrei Luchos Shenem Ravisu Me'ar Hashem Zeshayimahin Hayyibol Sefer Torah Shem Ravia Filu Lalos Yibushalmi Amrin Aron Echad Haya. It's a machlokas whether there were two Aronos or one Aron, um, and uh, assuming that there were two Aronos, one of them that had the Shivrei Luchos would be Yotzi Imanu LeMelchama would go out LeMelchama with us. These uh, that Rav Shechter suggests in Eretz Tzvi that maybe this this is totally in the Machlokas about the Seder Advarim in the in the Chumash whether in Muktamulcha B'Torah applies to the commandment to build the Mishkan and uh, and building the Aron that if there is a building of the Aron before the building of the of the Mishkan so then before the building of the Mishkan Vikelov there must have been some second Aron that was being built so that would be that day whereas if it wasn't about um, Whereas uh, if if there was no building of an Aaron before the building of the Mishkan Vikelev, so the only Aaron is the Aaron with the Mishkan Vikelev, that is only Aaron Aaron Echad. V'cheinu Omer in the pasuk uh, the pasuk says Ve'yishlachos of Moshe Elef Lamata Latzava Osam Es Pinchas. So what is that? How does this refer to all those things that go out to war? Osam Elu Sanhedrin. Osam is a reference to the Sanhedrin. The Ben Yoyad explains Osam is a reference to the Sanhedrin based on the drasha Hashem Alkechatira LeRabbos Tamilicham that the S in S Hashem Elokecha is the Rabbis Tamilicham. So S is reference to Tamilichamim, and the add the extra Mem is a reference to Mitzvah. So it's a reference to the Sanhedrin. These are Tamilichamim who have Maisim Tovim as well, who do a lot of Mitzvahs. That's a reference to the Sanhedrin. Pinchas Zemeshuach Muhammad. When we refer to Pinchas, that's a reference to Meshuach Muhammad. Klei Kodesh Zaron Veluchos Shabon. Klei Kodesh is a reference to the Aaron with the Luchos in it. So we see that the Aaron went out with us to Melchama. The Chatzotro Satrua and the Chatzotro Satrua Elu Ashofros. That's a reference to the Shofros that will go out to Melchama. Pinchas didn't go out to the Melchama against Midian for no reason. There was very good reason and a lot of history to the fact that Pinchas went 
went to fight against the Midianim. din avi imo. He came to avenge uh, what happened with avi imo, with his maternal grandfather. Shenemar vamidanim machros al mitzrayim. I guess it still counts as a dafiomi coincidence. Last week's parsha that the Midanim sold Yosef to Mitzrayim. So that is uh, that that was Yosef. Yosef was Pinchas's maternal uh, grandfather or great grandfather or somewhere up the line. So uh, Pinchas was going to avenge what the Midianim, the role the Midianim played in uh, in in selling Yosef to uh, to Mitzrayim. Lememer the Pinchas mi Yosef asi. Wait, does that mean that Pinchas came from Yosef? Pinchas descended from Yosef. Vaksiv el Azar ben Aaron lakach bnos. Putiel loli isha that it says that uh, Elazar ben Aaron who Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron according so Elazar ben Aaron came from uh, m- m- took from the Benos Putiel married from the Benos Putiel my love does he mean Yisro shepite magal mavutz chavim doesn't Benos Putiel mean that he came from Yisro who's who is mefate magalim lavodazara who fattened up calves to use them for avodazara so it sounds from 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 Yisro not. From uh, from Yosef, the uh, Achronim raised the question: How could the Gemaras be Dorish such a Devar Genai on Yisro? He did these things begiyuso before he was Megayer. There's an Isser. You're not allowed to be the Asur Lahonos Sager. You're not allowed to to uh, say not nice things about a Ger to remind a Ger about his past. So we're going to say a Drasha that reminds a Ger of what he did, all the Avodazar that the Ger did before he converted. That's totally inappropriate. So the Ben Yehuda says, No, Adaraba, this is the Shevach of Yisro that even though. He was so attached to the Avodah he still managed to overcome all of his attachments and all of his personal biases and all that he had invested in Avodah to uh, reach a Madrega to connect uh, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to be Megayer, and to even reach a Madrega that Moshe Rabbeinu says that he serves as a Naim for Klal Yisrael, that he's so beloved and so important to the Jewish people. So that Adarabah, the, the past of, of Yisro, is a uh, is a statement of how great he was, not a statement of how terrible. So anyway, the Gemara's question is, how can we say that Pinchas came from Yosef? It seems, it seems that Pinchas came from Yisro. And so Gemara, lo, mi Yosef shepit peit Yisro. When it says that Elazar uh, married someone from the Benos Putiel, it's not a reference to Yisro. Putiel over here is a reference to Yosef, who's mefat peit Yisro, who had to deal with his uh, with his Yetzir Hara and, uh, and, and conquer his Yetzir Hara with the Yetzir Potiphar. Velo shvatim mevazno sarisim ben potizeh Wait, you can't say that it was from Yosef and not from Yisro, because we have another famous drasha, how all the Shvatim were mevazehim after Pinchas did what he did, after he killed Zimri and they said that, look, he, he descends from someone who is an Ovid of Odazar and he's going to go and he's going he's gonna to kill a Nasimi Yisrael. So you see clearly that he came from Yisro. That was their whole point. Well, all he knows is that on his mother's side he came from Yosef, and that on his mother's side he came from Yisro. But they, his mother has two sides. His mother has a father, and his mother has a mother. So if his mother's father is from Yosef, his mother's mother is from Yisro. And his mother's mother, if his mother's mother is from Yosef, his mother's father is from Yisro. Tremashma Putiel implies two, so it's uh, two putis, so Shmamina. So you see that it's a reference to the fact that he descends both from Yosef 
and from uh, from Yisrael. Now we move on to the Mishnah on Mem Gimel Amad Al. The Mishnah is going to talk about the three people that we announce get to be Chozer Me'orcha Melchama V'dibra Shotu Mela Am Leymar Mio Isha Sharbana Bayis Chodesh V'lo Chanacho Yelich V'yashav Lebeisa Who built the house recently and has not yet been Mechanich the house, hasn't yet lived in the house, he can go back to that house. Menchas Chinuch in Mitzvah Tavchuv Chavav has a suffix if these three people that we're going to identify, that are identified in the Pesukim, and we're going to elaborate on in the Mishnah, is it that they have the right to go back, or is it that they have a chiyuv to go back? Meaning, do if let's say they say, I don't want to go back, I want to fight. Is it a rishos biyadam, that they're allowed to continue to fight? Or no, that they're chayiv to go back. When it says, yedich v'yashvulubay, so it's a chova. Min chaschinuch's not sure. He raised it as a suffix. So, echel abonu beisat heaven, beisat bakr, beisat eitzim, beisat What counts as bona bias? So the Mishnah says, no matter what kind of house he planted, even if he planted a storage facility for grain or for, for cattle or for wood, it also doesn't matter how he acquired the house. It doesn't have to be that he built the house. It could be that he bought a house or he inherited a house or someone gave him a house as a gift. So that's the the building a house. And then we speak about a man who planted a kerem and was not mechalal the kerem. What does that word? What does that word mean? Lo So Rashi in says that he was not mechalal the peros with the uh, with money during the fourth year. Meaning when you plant fruit, the halach is first three years it's arla it's totally asubana. Fourth year, it's netaravai. Netaravai, you're allowed to get enough from it. So we treat it like Meiser Sheni. Uh, they have to bring it to Yerushalayim. So just like Meiser Sheni, you could be poda on money. So you could be poda netaravai on money as well. Rashi says, yes, that's mechalal. Mechalal is to be mechalal the kedusha on money. Once you mechalal the kedusha of that fruit on money, so that's called chilulo. That's the definition of the uh, of the of the of, of the term. Um, what if you choose not to be mechalalit, you, you decide you don't want to change it for money, you bring it to Yerushalayim and you want to eat it in Yerushalayim, like you're really supposed to do, so then what's called chilolo, so you have to say that Rashi would all, that bringing it to Yerushalayim would also do the trick, meaning as soon as you make it that uh, that you're able to eat the fruit either by being mechal the fruit, or by bringing it to Yerushalayim, the Ramban in his parish on Chumash says that lo means that the, the fourth year hasn't arrived yet, meaning that once it's eligible, once you have fruits that are eligible to be eaten, even though you're not, uh, you haven't yet done what's necessary to uh, to be allowed to actually eat them. You haven't been mechal them on money. You haven't brought them to Yerushalayim. Just the fact that these fruits exist and they're fourth year fruits, not not fruits from the first three years, that's enough to be called chalolo. The Rambam in the seventh paragraph of Melach Yud says that sounds from the Rambam that it's not not only not like the Ramban that uh, that if the fruits are there it's enough, but even not like Rashi that even if you were if you were mechal the fruits of money it's not enough. You have to actually have begun to eat the fruits. Only once you've actually begun to eat the fruits, the Ramam sounds like he says, that's called Chalala. So three Shitos and Rishonim, what Chalala means. That the fourth year arrives, that's Shitos Ramban, that you uh, do something to the fruits to make it mutter to eat, that's Shitas Rashi, or that you actually eat the fruits, that is Shitas Harambam. So, Whether you planted a vineyard or you plant any 
five uh, fruit-bearing trees, even if they're from five different minim, these, uh, these five fruit-bearing trees, it's fine. You could plant a peach tree and an apple tree. They could be five different trees of different, uh, different types. Chamesh Saminim doesn't mean the Chamesh Saminim over here. We're not talking about Chamesh Saminim Dagan. We're talking about trees over here. It means even five different types. It doesn't have to be that you planted it. It could also be that you were mavrich, you bent over a branch and put it in the ground and allowed it to grow out of the ground over there. So that's called a new tree. And, or you were markiv one tree onto another, or you bought it, or you inherited it, or you got it as a matana. Any of those ways that you get a new tree, that all counts. Then we said, and who recently had erisin? When we say this, who, who had Erisin, it's whether you have Erisin with the Basula, or even an Almana, or even a Shomeris Yavam, or even if someone finds out that their brother died while they're out at war, so then they, they now have a Shomeris Yavam, so they're Choser based, based on this. They go back from, from the war, from the war effort based, based on, uh, on this. Now, the, the, uh, the Achronim discussed. What does it mean that someone is ma'ares es halmana that he that uh, that that he goes back? Because why? What's the concern that he's going to die v'ish acher yikachena and then someone else is going to take her? But wait a second, if she's already an almana and then he dies, so then she's an almana from two people. So doesn't that make her a katlanis? So there should be no concern that someone else is going to take her. We have machlokas whether two times is a chazaka or three times is a chazaka. So maybe two times should be a chazaka l'chumra because. Uh, to for for pikuach nefesh, you have to be machmir. That two times would be a chazaka. So some of the achronim suggest, well, if you look in the Yeshomrim, the Ramah and Shulchan Aruch says that it's not called a katlanis when a man dies at war. It's called a katlanis when a man dies of natural causes, because the concern is that mazala garam. That it's that I'm sorry, it's concern, concern is mayana garam that she has some sort of STD or something that she's killing off her husbands. But if he dies with a bullet, it's probably not from uh, from any disease that she has, right? But if you assume mazala garam. So that it's her mazel that her mazel that her husband dies, then it's not so so easy to make this uh, this assumption. But uh, some of the Akharam suggest that even if you assume Mazala Garam, still it wouldn't be a Katlanis because Mulchama is different. It's a fascinating uh, uh, Ha'ara. That's what I saw in the, in the Penine Alachas section on the Masifti. He quotes from a Chuvas Orient Lisa'i that says that, uh, I don't know who that is, but he says that dying by Mulchama, even, it wouldn't even be called Mazal. It's an Afkamina Lahalacha that some of the posts can discuss. Can you name after, you're not supposed to name, name people after people who die young because uh, Rea Mazale, they have bad. Mazel, so you're not supposed to give a name directly after someone who died very young. So what about someone who was killed in the Holocaust? Someone who was killed in Muhammad very young? So it's Rea Mazale, we say when someone dies young. Is that called that they had bad Mazel? So according to this Ha'ara, no. Bad Mazel is a person dies very young in other circumstances. But Mulchama, of course people are going to die in Mulchama. That's the way Mulchama works. So Rav Shachta points out in Bikve Son that we don't have normal rules of Pikuach Nefesh when it comes to Dine Mulchama. You're going to find them in Chaschinuch says this. Some suffer others. They all point this out. That you can't say, oh, well, you know, 
pikuach nefesh is docha kolator kula, so we should never ever fight a milchama because pikuach nefesh. So we should, uh, if you have the choice of uh, fighting milchama or giving up all of Eretz Yisrael, just give it all up because it's docha kolator. I know there's a mitzvah to have Eretz Yisrael and to live in Eretz Yisrael, do all the mitzvah to his person. Pikuach nefesh, even a single person. No, you can't say that. That's that's ridiculous. Obviously, milchama is going to involve some casualties. That doesn't follow the normal rules of uh, of pikuach nefesh. Okay, says the mission further. These three people that we identified, they go back, but they still have to be involved in the war effort by helping with uh, with bringing food, etc. The following people are not chosen at all. Someone who built something very minor, a guardhouse or something like that, a porch. Someone who only planted four fruit trees or five trees that don't bear fruit. Someone who did get married, but it was someone that he was previously married to, and he was just Maxir Grushaso. He uh, he remarried her. Mishalamelech raises the suffix. What if he sold the house and rebought the old house? Is that the same thing as Maxir Grushaso? We just say that it's the same thing as Maxir Grushaso. But Maxir Grushaso is because the Pasuk says, V'chiyikachish. Uh, um, Isha Chadasha, that it has to be an Isha Chadasha, this woman is not Chadasha Lo, she is not new to him if he's Maxir Grushasa. Alman al Kohen Gadol, Grusha Bechalutza, Lekohen Hedyot, or if the marriage was Be'iser, so he has in a marriage Be'iser, we say, no, you don't get to go home to go continue living in sin when it's a Grusha that married, it's a Kohen that who just took himself a Grusha or an Amana that married a Kohen Gadol. Nowadays, the Minigiz Kohanim, when they fall in love with the Grusha, they find someone to give a Heter. It's crazy, but but okay, anyway, so the, the Sefer Mincha Chareva suggests that uh, you see the Kohanim went to Mulchama. That, that's what you do see from here, that Kohanim went out uh, to Mulchama, even though they don't get a Chelek Ba'aret. So from the Rambam, Shemitah V'yovel, Parakid Gimelach Yudbeis, it sounds like Shevet Levi doesn't get a Chelek Ba'aret, and therefore they don't fight Mulchama either. They don't go out to Mulchama. But Lechara, this Mishnah is a pretty strong raya that Kohanim do go out to Mulchama. What you have to say is for the Rambam is that maybe they have the right to go out to Mulchama. They want to go they're allowed, they're allowed to go with Muhammad. And once they're going, once they're there, they can't just turn back whatever they want. So once they're there, they have to continue fighting. And uh, even if they were married, Grusha um, B'chalutza, Lukoyin Hediot, has to continue, has to continue fighting. Um, it's interesting that we say Chalutza, because Chalutza is only in the Sermidi Rabbanon. Chalutza Lukoyin Grusha is in the Raisa. Chalutza is only in the Rabbanon. And we're dashing Psukum over here. That, uh, so it's, it's interesting that, we're, that, we're, that, that we would include Chalutza Tosyantif says, yeah, yeah, whenever we say Grusha, we always say Grusha v'chalutza l'kavit. So it's, it's like a phrase that you just, you know, like, cheresheit uh, v'kata. You know, so, uh, so we always just put them all together. Not, not every time that we put them all together does it really apply to, to everybody. But other achronim suggest, no, it does mean a chalutza, because the halach is that who gets to go back? Someone who's allowed to go back to be with his wife. I don't care why he's not allowed to go back to be with his wife, whether it's Nisadaraisa or Nisadarabanan. Practically speaking, He's not permitted to go back to be with his wife. So mainly, he's not going to be pater. That's all. It has nothing to do with it, whether it's an Isidar Raisa or an Isidar Abanan. So Chalutza is a dafka over here. It makes sense to say Chalutza. Or any other type of forbidden marriage. He would not be Chalutza. 
says that even if he built the same exact house, the house was destroyed, he built it to the same exact specifications, and it was exactly the same house, still he would not be chosen because it's not a new house, it's the same old house. If a person built a house that can't last very long, he built on a swamp, and he built a heavy brick house on a swamp so that, uh, so, so that it's going to sink into the ground, and every, every seven years he's going to have to rebuild it twice. So, uh, so that even then, that he wouldn't be closer because that's not called really building a house. Now the following don't even move; they stay exactly where they are. They don't even have to provide mayim umazam. If he built a house and he did move in, not the kerem v'chilalo, he was notea kerem and he was mechal v'kerem, so he gets to enjoy it a little bit. Hanosias arusaso or a man hanisuin even more than than erisin. Hakonis asivimto or he did yibum shenemar naki lebeso shana achas. Pasuk says a person should be naki lebeso shana achas. Lebeso zebeso. Lebeso refers to beso. Yihia zekarmo. V'sima chishist asish. Zuishto, right? It's unusual. Normally, beso zuishto, but sometimes bias actually means bias. By nerachanik, it's often misunderstood. We say nerish u beso, so people think that that means the bias. There happens to be a din that you can only light in your bias, but nerish u beso probably means you only need a ner, a single ner. For Ishu Beso, for a man and his whole household, his whole family, his whole his wife, his children. That's what we talk about the Ikra Din. Then Mahadrin is Kalechad Ve'echad. We talk about more than just one there for one for one person. So their Beso actually Taka does mean his family, even though the halacha happens to be that that there's only it's only in his bias that he would like. Ashalakach Lahaviyasi Vimta. Ashalakach refers to the Ivama. Ain must speak in Maimu Muslim name Sakhna Sadrachim. They don't have to do anything in the war effort. It's an interesting discussion in the Achronim that Naki El Beso Shanaacha Seferachinuch writes that Seferachinuch Zerishon, but the Achronim discusses this. Seferachinuch writes that including this mitzvah of Naki El Beso is that a person who just got married in his first year of marriage should never go out of town. He shouldn't leave the city without his wife. So Menachos Chinuch is medayik from the Rambam. It doesn't mention an Isra to leave the city. It just mentions he's not allowed to go to Melchama Litzarchayir, but to go out uh, for for other things. Sounds like he is allowed to. to to leave the city. So it's a major discussion in the Achronim, in the Poskim, whether a guy is allowed to go on a business trip in the Shana uh, Rishon. Is it Dafka Adin and Melchama? Or is it Evil and Melchama? You're going to do uh, Melchama and still, first year he's, uh, he's not allowed to go out because he has to be with his wife. Others say, not, if, if that's his business, his business involves a lot of travel. So he, was he supposed to starve? He's supposed to... So that, of course, then he's allowed to go. So it's a Machlokas HaPoskim. The Chesam Sofer has a chuva about this. Red Vaz has a chuva about this. Chachmas Adam has, uh, has what to say on the matter. There's a lot, a lot of discussion on that issue. Tan Rabbanan. Learn a bright of the following. Vidibru Ashotim. Yachl Dvarm Shal Atzman. So you might think Dvarm Shal Atzman. Kshomer Vyasla Shot. I mean, you might think they're saying their own things, that they're not, uh, they're, they're not, they're not being prompted by anyone of what to say. Kshomer Vyasla Shotim. Dvarm Shal Atzman Amor. No, Vyasla Shotim would teach us that they say they're adding something of their own. Hamani Mikhail Vidibru Ashotim. Vidibru Mishloch Mokhama Kasim Dabar. That we're talking about the Mishloch Mokhama's speech. So Hakate said, well, which is it? Is it the Mishloch Mokhama's speech or is it the Shotim? That are medaber, meaning uh, who's the one that's actually doing the talking? So coin medaber v'shoter mashmia. The coin is medaber, but the coin maybe doesn't have such a loud voice. The shoter is mashmia. The shotrim, their job is to uh, to make it be heard by everybody. 
Tani chad the coin medaber v'shot mashmia. We have one brayse that says the coin speaks in the shot is mashmia. V'tani idach coin medaber v'coin mashmia. Second brayse that says the coin does everything. V'tani idach shot medaber v'shot mashmia. And the third brayse that says the shot does everything. So Amar Abaye Hakeitzad. How do we reconcile these three brayses? So mivnigash ad v'dibro coin medaber v'coin mashmia. Mivdibro ad v'yasfu coin medaber v'shot mashmia. Mivyasfu ve'elach shot medaber v'shot mashmia. Yeah, you break up the uh, the speech into three parts. There's one part, the first part, where it's uh, the Kohen does everything. Then the second part, the Kohen's Medaber, the Shoter, starts playing a role, it starts being Mashmiah. And then the third part is all by the Shoter himself. Right. Who, whoever built the house is off the hook from going to Melchama. I would only see from the Pasuk that if someone built a house, if he was actually born, but the mission said it's not only about building it. If he bought a house, he inherited a house, he received a house as a gift. That that's also part of Merachel Melchama. Where do we see that in the Pasuk? Tamalomer Mia Isha Sharbana Bayas. Ainliella Bayas. Mia Sharbana Bayas. So from the Pasuk Mia Isha Sharbana Bayas, it's a reboy to tell me that, uh, it, that, that it didn't say Bayas Bana, it's a reboy, a Sharbana Bayas, to tell me that it includes, uh, it includes other ways of, of getting a house as well. Only a labayis, but still we would only know a house. Minayin l'rabos beis ha'teven, ubeis ha'bakor, ubeis ha'etzim, ubeis ha'otzos. How do I know that the variety of storage facilities that are listed in the Mishnah are also included? Tamlom ha'sharbana, mikal makom. That's why it says ha'sharbana. It doesn't say bayis bana, it says ha'sharbana bayis. So ha'sharbana we darshin is mikal makom, no matter how, um, no matter what it is that he built, even if it's not actually a bayis. Meaning if you put the kama after the word so then, uh, then it wouldn't include bias. So that's that's how we know that it includes all of these uh, storage facilities uh, as, as as well. So um, the. Uh in terms of Lakach, Yarash, Nitzan, Lob, Matana, it was from Mia Ish. It was from, right? It was from Mia Ish. Right. The, I, I, I said it wrong. I mean, the previous drasha was, um, Mia, was, was, how do I know that it includes if you get it in any other way? Mia Ish. Tamalom or Mia Ish. And then there's a Kama. And then we start dashing, okay, Asher Banabayis. The puzzle also says Asher Banabayis. So it's, it's, the drasha is really from the words Mia Ish. It could have said Mia Sharbana. Why does it say Ish? So it comes to include that even someone, a, a man who didn't build, it was, uh, it's, it's a man who uh, received as a matan or who bought. So that's the way to make the drasha. So I, I punctuated it incorrectly before. So tamalomer miya ish, kama, ashabanabayis, in the alabayis. That's the way to, uh, to read the Gemara. Okay, so vaitu in the Gemara. Um, once we're saying that if you build any sort of structure, any sort of storage facility, that it's also included. So you might think that if you build uh, any type of porch or any type of temporary uh, gazebo or something like that, that would also be included. It has to be something that's Royal Ladira. These things are for storage, they're not for Dira. Bayis only includes bayis. It only includes what you would call a house. If it's not a house, it's not included at all. 
Pratlagazlan. When it says it doesn't say Vlochalak, it says Lochanakal, it's excluding a Gazlan. So Lema the Lok Rabbi Yosiaglili, that seems against Rabbi Yosiaglili. Di Rabbi Yosiaglili, because according to Rabbi Yosiaglili, Gazlan is excluded anyway. Because Ha'amar Varach Halevav, Zea Misyare, Me'averu Shabiyado. Rabbi Yosiaglili holds that when we say that a Racha Levav is Choser, that means that someone is afraid of the Averos that he had done. So if, uh, if anyway a Gazlan is going to be Pater from, from going out to war, because obviously he's got Averos. So according to Rabbi Yosiaglili, there would be no need for such a Drasha Chanacho to, to be Mayra Gazlan. So I feel to him Rabbi Yosiaglili. No, we could even be going like Rabbi Yosiaglili. The case is he did Tshuva and he gave back the money and he paid for it. So that's the, uh, that, that's the case. Why did he give back the money? He should have uh, given back the house. No? The Allah is when you steal something, you have to give back what you stole. So you have to assume that either the guy didn't want the house back, he was willing to take the money. I mean, the Gazan asked for uh, if, if the, the owner would be willing to take the money. Or there was a Takanas Marish situation over here where he stole and he built something into the house. And there was uh, Takanas Hashavim that once you built something into the house, you don't have to rip apart your whole house in order to return the materials that you stole. So the Takanas Hashavim that you're allowed to give back money. But the point is, the guy did tshuva already. So, well, if he did tshuva and he already paid for it, so then he's a lokech, then he should actually go back So why doesn't he go back So the answer is, yeah, even though he has since purchased it, since initially when he got the house, it was stolen, so that's why he doesn't go back because that's how he got the house originally. Karanor raises the question that even according to Rabbi Akiva, who argues in Rabbi Yosei why do I need a pasuk to be Mayra Gazlan? It's not his house. Meaning, you go back when you have a house. But if you stole the house, you don't have a house. So what do we need a pasuk for? Karen Orr suggests that the kasha of the Gemara, the Dalok Rabbi Yosei was the Rabcha de Milsa, but the kasha in Achinami is Afil the Rabbi Akiva. The kasha would work even according to Rabbi Akiva, because what do we need a pasuk to be Maida Gazlan? Tvaravram says, no, we're talking about he built a house on someone else's land. So uh, the Balakarka wants to, to, wants to throw him out of the house, because uh, and, and, and the Balakarka stole the house from him. The Balakarka threw him out of the house. So in that case, Karka is an exilus. The Marcheshe suggests that we're talking about where the Nishtaka Shema Balamarishonim, that we already forgot who the owner of the Karka was. No one knows it as that person's Karka. So then Yush is Kona, and the Gazan is actually Kona the Karka, so it actually becomes his. I mean, the Akron will come up with some way that it's his house, even though he's a Gazan, based on that Kasha of the Karanara. Vaita in the Gemara, Mia Shashanata Karim, and whoever planted a Karim goes back. I would only know that if he planted a karam, how do I know that if he received the karam in any other way that it also he goes back to Malomar, Umiya Ish uh, that, that's why. That's why the what's what's the Josh over here? Let's get this one. Uh, let's get the, this one. This one right. So how do I know that even if he's uh, that even if he if he if he if he planted it? So Tamalomer Umiya Ish. That it's just from Umiya Ish. Period. So if it could have said miyashenata from the fact that it says ish, it comes to tell me that even someone who didn't plant on his own the carob, rather it, it came it came to him some other way in uh, by by buying it or by um, or or through Yerusha etc. So now we dash in the next part of the pasuk asher nata kerem and the other kerem. I would only see kerem from the pasuk. How do I know that uh, any five food any five food trees fruit trees of any type 
Tamalomer Asher Nata. That's what the Pasuk says, Asher Nata. So it teaches us that any, any it doesn't have to be a Kerem, um, it could, because it said Nata before the word Kerem, uh, to tell me that any tree that you plant, even if it's not a Kerem. So you might think if you plant anything, even four fruit trees or five non-fruit trees, Tamalomer Kerem. That's why it says Kerem, that the minimum of a vineyard, what's called a vineyard, is if you plant at least five vines. So it's got to be five fruit-bearing trees. It's got to be in a certain seder for it to be considered a vineyard. That's what the Gemara Babasra says, that one of the Amoraim planted 400 vineyards. So the Gemara says, impossible. No one in their lifetime has the ability to plant 400 vineyards. It means that he planted 400 areas where there were five vines in proximity to each other. It says that he wrote 400 Sifrei Torah. Impossible. No sufferer has cried 400 Sifrei Torah. It means he wrote Torah Tzivlan Moshe 400 times. So that's, uh, so this is, that's the definition of Kerem, is five vines. Rabbi Lezman Yaakov Amr, Kerem Kemashma'o. That Kerem means what it sounds like it means. Means, meaning, only if you planted a kerem, not other trees, only a kerem. So he disagrees with the Tanakama. And then, the fact that it says that excludes someone who's mavrich or markiv. Wait, how can you say that? Our Mishnah said that even if you do avracha or arkava, that also counts as planting. So which is it? The Bryson says no. The Mishnah says yes, it does count. That, uh, that when the Bryson says that you're not choser, that's talking about where you did arkava when you are choser, the Mishnah, that's talking about when you did our kavas hetter. Frankly, my higher kavas hetter, echidami. What's the case where you do our kava? You graft a tree beheter. Ilem yaldu beyaldu. If both trees are still in the early years, typically the bayim hadam yishum yaldu rishona. Well, then anyway, you choser from the Mulchama because of the first tree that's still in the early years. Forget about that you grafted anything. The first tree you're still you're still going back for. Eliyaldu bezikena. Must be that you're grafting a new tree onto a zikena onto an old tree. But the halacha is that when you graft a young tree onto an old tree, the young tree is bottled to the old tree, there is no dinarla, so shouldn't you not go back for that? How can we say that even if you're markiv, you go back for that? You don't even have a tree that's in its first three years now, because it's batel. No, we're talking about two young trees. Aye, what about the fact that you're going back anyway for the first one? Maybe you planted that first tree for the, with the intention of using it for fencing or for making, uh, for getting wood out of it, and not for the fruit itself. Because then it's pata from arla, and then you would not be for that. So it's only the second tree that you're grafting onto it for the sake of the fruit that you're actually Why is it then that when you graft a young tree onto an old tree, it all has the status of an old tree? It's bottled to the old tree, but when you graft a young tree that's using for fruit onto a young tree that you're using for fencing, we say that uh, they each one still retains its identity. Shouldn't it be bottle in the tree that you're grafting it onto, and therefore we should say that the whole thing is part from Allah? No. There's no way you could take an old tree and make it chayev in Allah again. But a tree that you originally planted for fencing, you can
can make it chayiv in Arla again if you decide that you want to use it for the fruits. Because it really was there for peros. Just like something that grows on its own. It's not. That that which grows on its own, fruits grow on its own, in the first three years, it's chayiv in Arla. So, anyway, this cash is not a cash. We're asking, shouldn't you go back anyway for the first tree? Maybe the first tree doesn't belong to you. Maybe that tree belongs to someone else. So he's going to go back from the Nechama for that tree, and you're going back for being marked of this new tree onto his tree. No, it can't be that, that's, that it's two people, because if it's a Karim that belongs to two people, you don't go back from war. Why is it that when there are five brothers and one of them dies the other four all go back, even though they're all Shutfin in the same Yavama? Because each one can say that that is his Yavama, but over here is Shomeris Yavam, but over here each one cannot call it his Kerem. We're talking about where you're Mavrech and Ilan onto a Yerek. So you're not Chosim on the first one because it wasn't a tree, it was a Yerek. We're assuming like the following topic. Whether that's Mutter or Asr to do. So assuming that it's Mutter to do, then you'd be why you're asking a kasha why is it that the Mishnah says that if you're Mavrich or Markov you go back and the Bryce says not well maybe the Bryce assumes like Rav Lazar Yaakov Rav Lazar Yaakov holds only if you actually plant the Kerem you go back but not if you're Mavrich or Markov so it's a Machlokas that's the simplest answer once we mentioned this answer of Dimi Amr Rav Yochanan we mentioned two other statements of Rav Dimi Amr Rav Yochanan Kiyasa Rav Dimi Amr Rav Yochanan Yaakov Yaldu B'chusa Mitafach Chayeves Ba'orla Kolshnol said that if you have a small tree that's so low to the ground it's less than a tefach it's Chayev and Orla no matter how long it lasts even way past three years Midra Banan because it looks like it's a one year old tree a one year old sapling but if you have a whole vineyard not just five little vines a whole vineyard full of tiny little vines then everyone would know about it and everyone would know that it's more than three years old and that it's not Chayev and Orla and the last statement of Rav Dimi Kiyas Rav Dimi Amr that a mace within the four amos of a mace, you know, let us say Kriyashma, it's considered to be mocking the dead person. It's a violation of Loig Larash. Okay, we'll pick up from there tomorrow and finish up the eighth paragraph of Shem tomorrow.